morning. This is Tom Dunlap with your Monday Morning Minute from the Black Letter Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the patenting of human genes and the Human Genome Project that was completed in 2003. Why, you ask? Well, because I woke up this morning and read an article about a 10-year anniversary, which happened last year in August, of the Demiriad decision. And the Myriad decision was a decision, a 9-0 decision by the Supreme Court, drumroll, that you couldn't patent and own human genes. You may think, well, of course you can't patent and own human genes, but that wasn't the case. So prior to 2013 in this decision, there was a huge controversy. On the one hand, research organizations and pharmaceutical companies like Myriad argued that they spent so much money, hundreds of millions of dollars, maybe even billions of dollars, in discovering unique gene sequences. In this case, it was the BRCA1 and BRCA2 genes that indicated breast cancer in individuals. And so they were using that to genetically test individuals to tell them whether or not they were predisposed to breast cancer, and they claimed ownership of that. A group of pathologists, Association for Molecular Pathology, got together and sued Myriad Genetics, saying this was stifling research and preventing further advancements in the field because if a pharmaceutical company or any company could own a human gene, which is something that naturally occurred in a human body, then nobody could work on that. They were stymied. And then, of course, Myriad's argument, as I said before, was that they'd spent so much money on this, researching this and discovering these genes, that without the right to patent them, they wouldn't be motivated to do so. And so research wouldn't happen. So what's happened in the 10 years following that? Well, I pulled up an article from, uh, let's see, Dr. Emily Volk, president of the uh, College of American Pathologists, written last year in August, which marks the 10-year decision where the Supreme Court 9-0, an opinion written by Justice Clarence Thomas, decided that Myriad could not and nobody could own human genes under a patent. So it turns out that since that time, in a study of 122 clinical laboratory professionals, they felt the patent environment prior to 2013 was negatively affecting their ability to do research and move forward with this technology. How has that changed? Well, back in 2000, when a company could own a gene, the number of clinical trials that used biomarkers as part of their process was 18%. As of 2019, that had grown to 61%. That means significantly more than half of all clinical trials these days require use of some kind of human gene biomarker, which is huge. This has led to the availability of 286 targeted therapies for patients by 2020. That's more than three times the number that were available in 2012, the year before the Myriad decision. So I bring this up because it's important to know things, and this is a thing to know, that you can't own life. And I know there was a decision before this by the Supreme Court, the Chakabadi case, uh, but this case about human genes and research, I think is an important one. And I hope yeah, take it with you for the week and uh, enjoy your, your week. Thanks for joining me for this Monday Morning Minute on the Black Letter Podcast.